it's just been it's been on my heart at least i don't i don't want to just write something that's no benefit at all to the listener when i write music i don't want it to be pointless Today we have Shepard Heave with us here in the studio. Welcome, Shepard. Thank you. It's good to have you here with us. So a part of what we do uh, with Alethea Legacy and our network and our association is we want to collaborate with other artists, other creatives that are out there who are talented, gifted, and want to use their gifts uh, to, to glorify the Lord, uh, but also make good art. Just go out there and make good art. And that could be through a different, t- different types of mediums, different genres. And so you're here and you're pretty, you're young, you're fresh, but man, you have some great, great stuff that's out there. And so tell us a little bit about your style of music and what you got going on here. Yeah. So, uh, I'm definitely Southern rock country influenced. At least that's what I think. Um, oh, I think so. Well, sweet. That's what I'm going for. So that's <laughs> a compliment. But uh, yeah, I, I grew up listening to a lot of Southern rock, classic rock, and, and some country. And so that was just my major influences when I started making music. You know, I was just trying to imitate what I grew up hearing and what I liked to listen to. Um, and so, yes. I try to I try to morph it around that Americana sound, a lot of the American roots music and blues. I'm, I mean, I grew up playing blues and and honky tonks, and and so being able to try to push that into my music is uh is what I'm going for. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So my my mother, uh, she loved that. She loves that type of stuff, and uh, I I grew up on that in a very similar. We grew up on a lot of hair metal. 80s bands yeah. but then you know we got into some Leonard Skinner some CCR all okay, that man. and so whenever I saw you for the first time that was the the first thing I thought through I was like all right so you gotta be a Skinner fan so oh, this number one band of all time I was man. gonna say what are what are some of your influences <laughs> oh well Leonard Skinner is number one uh there's a point in time when I could probably play every guitar part to every single one of their songs really um so yeah I love Leonard Skinner um CCR Eagles uh, Led Zeppelin a little bit. Um, there's just heck, even it's not only Southern rock though. I'd say that I draw a lot of influences from because if I had to name top ten albums of all time that I, I listened to, heck, Nirvana would probably be on there. Never mind. I mean, uh, but uh, definitely classic rock is is where I'm at mostly with uh, a lot of those bands. Yeah. yeah. No, Nevermind's a great album. I was a 90s baby myself, so mm-hmm. came out during all of that. Um, so what wh- so where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about how that how the music specifically influenced your life, your lifestyle growing yeah. up. Well, I didn't grow up in one place. Uh my dad was in the army, and so we moved around a lot. I mean, I lived in five or six states. So it'll take me a second to count all of them. And then in those states, I was moving around in between all of them. And I grew up in South Korea for a little bit. And so it was, uh, it was definitely life on the road. And uh, through that, I mean, it was just, it was honestly, it was a blessing because I mean, I, I got to experience so much and see, see uh, this, you know, God's creation in the world around us. And uh, which is part of my testimony, but I mean, just being able to go through the Ozarks in Missouri and then South Korea, the mountains. And I mean, it's just been so beautiful. And 
what I liked about music in that is that even though I was moving everywhere and uh, going all over the place, you can just take music with you. Yeah. Um, and so I were wearing out CDs, you know, uh, in the radio, in the car, wherever we were. And I mean, I could listen to the same songs and not only that, being able to go all these different places exposed me to new music. And so it was definitely, it was a, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, growing up in the military, living Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Texas, Virginia, um, and uh, that might be it. I don't know. It wasn't that many, but yeah. um, in South Korea for a little bit, and I lived there for just over two years. And so definitely a, definitely a cool time growing up. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. So uh, I know a little bit about your family. Mm -hmm. uh, are Is your family, like, are they equally into the music? Are you the only one? You got a good size family, right? Yes, there's six of us. I got, you know, my two parents and then three siblings, older brother, younger brother, and an older sister. Um, growing up, my dad is definitely where a lot of that music influence comes from. Um, he was always the one turning on the music. Um, he played a little bit of bass back in church in the day. Um, and I'd say in my direct family, I'm probably, I definitely ventured the most into music. Um, when I was real young, my, my sister took piano lessons with me. Um, but I got, I'm, I'm really the only one who kind of stuck with it. Um. Uh, I do have, I was, it's amazing because I didn't really notice this until just recently, how embedded music actually is into my family because just growing up in my family in general, I, I was, I felt like I was the only one who was crazy into just making music or playing music and playing instruments because yeah. I was the only one really doing it. But then I'm hanging out with my uncle and my grandpa and they're telling, oh, they, they play drums, they play guitar. And my, my grandpa was telling me a story uh, just the other day. We were going to Doobie Brothers concert. He was like, yeah, there's time back in 1969, uh, Grand Funk Railroad opened up a concert for him. You know, it wasn't the other way around. He didn't open up a concert for Grand Funk Railroad. It was the other way around. I was like, how am I just learning about this? And so he was in rock bands throughout the 70s here in Louisville and had a decent amount of following. But I guess it's, it's cool being able to look back and say, oh, my this music actually does, it's embedded in my family and like generationals yeah. and generations. And so me and my uncles and my parents and then my grandparents and the, it's a, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of cool to look back and see that. Oh yeah, for sure. So one of the things that I think uh, strikes me most about you is one, you got the name like Shepherd Heave. It's a, a original name. I I got a basic name. I was blessed with a basic, regular white American name, but uh, I think the name Shepherd sticks out. It's not as uh, not as common. And then you got the long, curly blonde hair, and you got the you got the Hawaiian shirts, and so you just had the overall the overall package. But uh, looks is not everything. So obviously you got the looks down. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You play all of your music. If you were to listen to your music, you would assume that there's a full band behind you, but you create all of that on your own. Um, except for the drums. I, I kind of hate to admit this, but the drums on all my music are programmed. And so that's me playing drums on a keyboard. Um, but yeah, all the guitars and bass and vocals, harmonies, and the heck, even on a. Uh, Lonesome Bandito and Dear Children. I'm playing the banjo and mandolin on those. And so I uh, I guess that comes from moving around so much. I never had the opportunity to just make a band, really. 
yeah. stick with them, practice with them, and so we could make music. And so just moving around, it was, it's, it was always just kind of me. And so over that, I was, well, if I can play the music, might as well do it. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I play I play all the music on my songs except for the drums; those are programmed. And however, if anybody out there knows uh, drums and recording drums, I'm open to. I'm hoping to get some real drums. That's an upgrade uh, yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know that, that that's common. So that's not that's you, you don't go down a notch in my book with that. Uh, so that's awesome. And so were you just uh, self-taught or pick up teachers here and there on the road? Uh, I can say I was YouTube taught. Um, uh, when it comes to guitar, at least Marty Schwartz guitar music, and he was teaching me on YouTube. That's how I learned all my music. I mean, I learned Freebird, the Freebird solo from YouTube. So anytime I want to learn how to play a song, I just went to YouTube, how to play. Um, and that's how I learned guitar, really. Um, same with banjo and mandolin. It was just YouTube tutorials. Um, but um, I did start out on piano, actually. And so I took piano lessons for seven years. And so that definitely, I'd say, develops my ear. Um, and so I can't say I was completely self-taught because music, uh, or not music, piano did teach me a lot of my basic foundation in music and so it from there i was able to kind of transfer it over to guitar and uh you know, mandolin and banjo and all the stringed instruments oh dude that's awesome so my my theory of music is that we and probably both parents have from eight to six that we're approaching that age where we're supposed to be wanting yeah. So, able, able to, to drums, drums for a little, little bit, bit. Didn't, didn't go, go that, that well. well. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think the drums, drums is for him. Whereas Ollie and Eden go to the drum set in the room yeah. all the time. Uh, but we want to do. We think piano will be good for Abel. Yeah. So piano. I mean, it's just. I don't know what it is about piano. I remember being told this when I was five years old by a stranger, and they said, "Do you want to learn music? Just start on out on piano, because the basics of piano are easy. Of course, I mean, mastering it is insane. Some of these piano players are just crazy. Oh, but for sure." You can learn just your basic theory and just develop your ears with just one note at a time using the piano. And then I really do think that was just a, such a benefit being able to transfer that knowledge over to other instruments. And so piano, I think, is, is great. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you know, modern music right now, it's, it's uh, very short, very repetitive. Uh, the beat's pretty simple and consistent, and you know we're we're in the TikTok generation for for music, and so it needs to be short, sweet, and attention grabbing. And so your songs, I would say, are very contrary to that. They're not Thank short; <laughs> they are a little bit longer. They tell a story. the the form The format is not always the same. It's not like you just have two, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus again. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so you tell a little bit about your story. So Break that down a little bit more on what does it go into creating a song for you? Uh, what are some of your influences when you want to write a song? Uh, like what what what's the message that you're trying to tell and convey? Uh, what's the process like? Yeah, so usually it just starts out with me, you know, noodling around on my guitar. Maybe I'll hear something I like. I'm like, oh, maybe I can try turning that into something. And then from there, I'll just feel where it goes. Um, and it tends to, I feel like it needs to go six, seven minutes long because all my songs, I mean, probably worth two songs with the length. I, I mean, 
I, I guess I just don't know when to stop when it comes to <laughs> to writing. Um, but then also my dad, especially lyrically, me and him on most of my songs, we sit down together and it's uh it's been so great because I mean I get along with my dad pretty well. So we sit down and we we, we write lyrics together. And uh, so he's kind of, I guess, taught me just the lyrical side um, of writing music. And so if I get a riff that I like and then he throws out an idea and stuff, um, I would, we just kind of keep building and building and building off of that. Um, and when it comes to specifically, like, lyrically, um, it's just been, it's been on my heart at least. I don't, I don't want to just write something that's no benefit at all to the listener um even if you don't get anything to it because i mean not everybody who listens to every song gets something from it but when i write music i don't want it to be pointless and so that's why i try to throw some stories in there um and i said my my greatest example of a story at least is probably lonesome bandito um you know it's just this old old western outlaw who who's out on the run for you know murder of all things (laughs) Good catch. <laughs> Good catch. All right. <laughs> I don't know where I was anymore. Lonesome Bandito storytelling. Yeah, Lonesome Bandito storytelling. I mean, people told me stories growing up, and I just wanted to continue doing that. And so I always wanted to tell a story that at least mattered, but not only had um, a, just – a full story, well-rounded, but uh, one that included my my faith. And so with Lonesome Bandito, it's, you know, it's this guy who's out on the run and uh, the law is tracking him down. And then he stumbles upon this mission, you know, out in the Old West. And uh, that uh, leads him to the opportunity of, uh, I sing about it, you know, he doesn't get saved in that moment, but it exposes him to Christ. Um, and so even though... And that's, I guess that's kind of the message I'm trying to say in that that song specifically. And it's a story of, look, no matter how far down you are, you know, if you're on the run for murder, it's never too late to turn back to Christ or just turn to Christ in the first, the first time in your life. And so, uh, and then, you know, as it goes on, he ends up getting caught and uh, not so good thing happens to him. But uh, I kind of leave it up in the air whether or not he gets saved or not. But I guess that's up to the up to the listener to decide whether or yeah. not they like that story or not. But uh, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. So I know a little bit about your story and that, um, that your, that your, your dad's health had some kind of narrative within your overall, your, your artistry. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what happened? Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, a few years ago, my dad got really sick and he went into the hospital and, uh, it just kept getting to a point where it was like kept getting worse and worse. And uh, eventually the doctor gave us a call and I, I was in the other room. My mom got it. My mom picked up the phone and she said, I didn't want to hear this, but we're on our way. And immediately I knew what that meant. The doctor called and they said, your dad's not going to make it through the night. And so, I mean, that, that was tough, but we all, me and my siblings, we all climbed into the car. Uh, we started calling family and stuff, letting them know what's up, you know, but we got there, and uh, I was amazed by how many people we started making calls, but everybody wanted to be at that hospital to see my dad. And so there was 
chaplains there and friends that had no idea what were going on just happened to stop by. Um, and so we were all gathered around my dad, um, preparing to say our last goodbyes. Um, and then uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, Shepard, you should start singing. And so I was like, well, you guys got to give me some help here. Cause, uh, so me and my brother, my older brother, Justice, we sat there and we started singing songs, some of them mine. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a miracle before, before, our, before our eyes because as we're in this room singing songs and his heart rate was just going insane. And it, I mean, he was, it, it was just getting worse. We started singing and everything leveled out. Um, and so his, uh, his, his, uh, what his vitals, that's the word I was looking for. His vitals started to clear up. And, uh, so we're sitting there, we're singing songs and, uh, the doctor comes in a few minutes later. He's in, uh, she was like, Hey, your dad seems to be doing fine now. We need you to leave. <laughs> and so of course, all of us were like, you just called us in to tell us our dad is dying. We don't want to leave. But, uh, his, uh, his vitals leveled out and he, uh, got stable. And, uh, my mom, she loves to go around and tell that story. He's like, yep, music, my, my son's music saves, saved, uh, my dad's life. And I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can agree with that. Cause it was, it was definitely God in that moment. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's a uh, dark horse rider is the song we were singing, uh, when, uh, when his vitals started to clear up. And so, uh, yeah. And that, that did have a, big influence on me um heck that i even threw a line and hold on my song hold on there's a there's a line you know doctor says he's fading come and say goodbye um doctor or chapel in the icu prayers lifted high and i mean that line was a uh direct um it was just a it was it was it was was the true it was true i mean that's it was a reference it was a direct reference to that time in the hospital, but yeah, music saved my dad's life, which is a, it's a testimony to the power of music, I guess, but uh, God saved my, God and music saved my dad's life. And so that's kind of that story. God uses music. Yeah. Man. God uses the music. That's awesome. That, that, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that story. I, I heard like little, little um, murmurs and um, alternate versions of that story, but it's the first time I heard it from you. So that's it. In, that's incredible, man. That's uh that's awesome. And then I'm assuming he just, he just recovered. Oh yeah, I, I should have <laughs> leave that part. Out. He, uh, yeah, he's doing great now. Yeah, he, uh, he uh, he's doing great now. Um, he was in the hospital for another six months almost. Um, wow. just in recovery. Um, or another four months. He was in a total of six months, but another four months he was in the hospital for recovery. Um, and it's been two years now, and uh, you know, we go to church every Sunday. He's walking around. We still go fishing. I still got my fishing buddy, and so he's he uh hasn't quite made the full recovery yet, but he's up and out, and he's made he's uh he's almost fully recovered, and uh, it's uh it's every time, uh it's it's crazy without how with such a big part of a or a big moment in life that was when they call you in and say, hey man, your dad is gonna lie two years down the road, uh it's it's almost like you forget about it because of how well everything is going and you have to look back and just it's that reminder of the blessing and this the miracle that's walking in front of me you know even when i get a little annoyed with my dad i have to sit down and i appreciate these moments because i mean 
there was almost a time when I had no dad at all. And so you, you accepted it, right? Like, yeah, you thought, this is happening. I mean, yeah, really. I, we all walked in and said, wow, this, this is it. We all said goodbye. And, you know, we said, I love you, but then he made it through. And so it's a, uh, yeah, he's made a recovery. He's, he's healthy now and, uh, living life to his fullest. And, uh, it's a, it's a blessing every day with him is, uh, I'm thankful for it. It's, it's a, so my prayers, I still thank the Lord that he's still around. So, yeah, tell me a, a little bit about your faith and how to, how is that connected? Because uh, it's not that you would necessarily label yourself like a, a Christian artist. You're just just a musician. So so how does the, your artistry and your faith, how do you have that balance? And is there in, any influence whatsoever? Yeah, well, I'm definitely not a CCM guy. You know, I, I'm uh, not making contemporary Christian music and worship songs, I want to say. Um, but I do, I mean... I, I try to identify myself by my faith and by my Christianity. So naturally, I think I just happens to bleed into my music a little bit. Um, and uh, but yeah, my faith is extremely important to me. And it's, that's why I was so blessed by my parents being able to raise me in that kind of way. So when I was growing up, it it wasn't a crazy idea. You know, some guy died on the cross for my sins. Um, that was when I grew up being taught. And so I, I was definitely more open to the idea, I would say. However, as growing up, I mean, I was, I was asking questions, you know. I was, I was having doubts. And so through that, I was uh, just kind of struggling, trying. I was like, well, where's the proof? You know, if this is what I've been grown, this is what I've grown up being told. How do I, how do I know it is? How, how do I know it's the truth? And through that, I mean, I was able to, go on my own self journey, I guess. Um, and, uh, heck even, I think one of the most profound moments in my life, it was just proof that there is a God is kind of just the hippie naturalist take is I was standing on top of a, uh, on top of a mountain out in Missouri and I was just looking around me. Um, and I was like, wow, there, this is so beautiful. I'm just in such awe. There is no way two rocks hit each other and that this just happened to be. I was like, there has to be a creator. I mean, there were deer running across the field and just stream and fish and then the birds and the butterflies. I mean, it was, it was just, I was just trying to take it all in and it was almost too much. It brought a tear to my eye. And so in, in that moment, I was like, well, I know there is a God. And if there is one, I need to know him because why does he care so much to create me? And so through that, I mean, uh, well, I mean, I have a lot of musically that definitely I try to get that to bleed into my music. I mean, I also do have a lot of the, those Leonard Skinner influences too. So, I mean, that's where the the music side comes from. It and you know, some of my songs they don't they're not always this faith based story. And so, because I mean, not every single second of my life I'd say is uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this, but uh. I mean, it's not, you know, not, you don't spend every single second in, in the church building. And so, I mean, uh, the new song I'm working on is about being on the road, just driving. Um, I don't say the name of Jesus, but I mean, he is, uh, it is part of my life. And you can, you can find Jesus in those moments of just going around, even if, uh, you know, you're not saying that or, or, uh, being explicit. Yeah, being explicit. That's right. And so even if you're not being explicit about it, you can definitely uh, uh, just express uh, your faith um, in that kind of manner. 
yeah, you would say that yeah. uh, that y- your your faith is rooted within your music. Yes, and it's that's definitely it. That's a uh, faith is rooted in my music, and uh, that's not going to change. Um, and so, uh, well, if that takes me somewhere, great. But hopefully, I mean, if even one listener is like, oh, I like I like the way that guy includes his faith into his music. I think it's a success. You know, I'm ready to retire. But yeah, <laughs> well, you know, and this is this is. This is my thing with uh, with our organization, and we want to encourage other artists with that. Is I don't like that Christian artists are in a corner as Christian artists. You know, I hear women say this all the time. Like, well, I don't want to be a woman politician or a woman or a yeah. female lawyer. I just want to be a lawyer. I just want to be a politician. I just want to be a doctor. You know, why do I got to be you know anything because I'm because I'm a female, right? I think the exact same thing about a Christian is why do we have to be Christian? artists, Christian lawyers, you know, you know, and, and and it matters. And for me, like, that's noteworthy. That's awesome that so-and-so is a, you know, whatever occupation that they pick up. Mm -hmm. But for me, I really just want you to be good at what you're doing. And your faith obviously is, is a, is very important to me. And I love that we're talking about this and we wouldn't be having the same conversation if you were just, you know, talking about getting drunk at the bar and getting kicked out, you know, um, but there's there's roots of faith. There's roots of faith in your in your music, and uh, I think that that's beautiful. And I don't think that you have to be explicit. And so I think that what you're doing is is fantastic. And I would argue that if we had more more individuals like yourself doing that, I think that the world would be a little bit of a better place because we have spheres of influence all over. And not I don't have to just go into the Christian catalog in order to find something like this. No, I go into southern rock and i see oh this dude he, he's not he's not an atheist and it sounds like he's actually a believer and uh it just it's just good it's good all all around so we we love your music uh, with our family as i said i grew up on classic rock my wife not so much but we're blown away that you do everything what, in your, and just in your room yeah and uh, it used to be my parents closet um i upgraded to my own room um, and now I'm in my own closet. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just all, all in my room, little home studio, yeah. kind of a ghetto setup, but it works. <laughs> Dude, I think that's part of the package deal. So, uh, so on the podcast, typically I don't include uh, music that's not original to mine because copyright or whatever. And on the videos, are you cool if we like play a little, little snippets oh, or whatever? I would love that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I watched a video. Fourth of July just happened. You you had some family over. I did. Yep. So I saw that video of you guys on Fourth of July just jamming out in the backyard to some Freebird. What's that like? Is is that just? Is that to to me? I know that you love creating music and you want others to enjoy your music, but as as a fellow creative, I view I view that. And I'm thinking, man, that's just it right there. Getting lost in that moment yeah. and just jamming out with your family. What's that like, man? Well, I was just it was great. And uh and so yeah, I mean, that's just one of those moments I was talking about earlier where I didn't really realize how integrated music was into my family and in my extended family, because uh I mean, heck, that whole jam session was set up by my dad. He's he called my grandpa and both my uncles, and they're like, all right, this 4th of July, you guys are coming over, and we're going to jam. And I was like, I guess that's how it is. So we set up, and we started playing, and I was like, oh, my. It's, 
it's it's said in the Bible that the blessings outnumber the grains of sand on the earth. And every day I feel like I'm experiencing that more and more. And in that moment, just playing music with my family and uh and just heck jamming out to some Leonard Skinner and playing some playing some Freebird. And heck, I had my family listening out on the lawn and we were just all hanging out on the fourth of July. You know, I was it was it was it was great just being able to not only enjoy the freedom, but enjoy that time with family um, and uh, with my uncles playing music, and it was great. Hopefully, we get to do it more. And uh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought that the the video that I watched it just uh, if 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 America could have a bumper sticker like that's yeah, it. Yep. <laughs> he slapped that on the car. <laughs> no, I mean that was that was great. I think that that's you know you talked about your mountaintop experience and just capturing these blessings and these moments of beauty and. I talk about it all the time. You know, we could go philosophical on the reasons for God, but for me, it's it, when you think about our existential understanding of beauty, I think is another reason for the God is, is why, why do I, why do I know that this is beautiful? Mm -hmm. Why do I know that me with the family and we're just singing songs, man, you know, and we're just having a good time. What, wh why is that of such value? Why am I up here looking at two rocks and I, I'm so captivated by it? Why is it not just two rocks? You know, um, the, 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 it was put upon me to feel this way because you go anywhere in the world, look at two rocks and be blown away. You go anywhere in the world and something like you, your family had uh, with your family. It, they'd be blown away. It, it's something beautiful and it's something amazing. And that's always what I want to ask people is, all right, you could go into science and we could have this discussion and disagreement, but tell me why we all agree on what is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there's just certain moments that we all understand are special. I would argue it's because of Genesis one. And when God creates, he declares it as good. It is mm -hmm. objectively good and we cannot go around it. Family, good. Um, uh, mountains, sunsets, uh, nature, good. We can never go against that. Uh, we can look at subjective art. We can, you know, there's going to be some people who's going to be like, oh, Southern rock's not my thing. Uh, some people are going to like, ah, rap, hip hop, that's not really my thing. But when we look at the creator's artwork, we see absolutely good and beauty all throughout. Amen. I mean, I cannot agree more. <laughs> so people who maybe are just now getting exposed to you, they may have no clue just how young you are. And so the, what you've been doing in the short, uh, well, not short amount of time, but uh, in your youthfulness is, is incredible. So you were telling me, we were laughing at a story just the other day about how you just recently went down to Nashville and you couldn't get in, in, into any of the, the, the concert halls because they're all technically bars and yeah. you're not 21 yeah, yet. Yeah, so I was walking down Music Row and uh, I don't know if it's only on Saturdays or what. I'm kind of a Nashville noob. But uh, one of my, there's, there's this band I was listening to and they're just young guys like me. Um, obviously a little bit older because they managed to play and get into the bar to play. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, their musicianship is just incredible. And I, I found them on Instagram. And I was like, oh, they're, they just happened to be playing in Nashville the same weekend I was there. I'm like, I got to go see them. And luckily, they're small enough. I just sent them a message and was talking to them. And they managed to get back to me. So I was talking to them like, oh, I can't wait to see you at the concert tonight. And they're like, we're expecting you. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. Got to the door. And they're like, we need to see an ID. I'm like, no, I'm 20 years old. I can't get in. And so uh, I guess that's one of the downfalls of being being under 21 is uh, like it's actually kind of hard to get a gig just oh, around yeah. town because so many I mean, so many places, a lot of the live music places or bars 
And so uh, it's not only hard to get gigs, but it's also hard to watch other people and see gigs. Um, and so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of life ahead of me, though. Um, For sure. And so with that, where where are you wanting to go? What's your goals? What's your aspirations? Obviously, you want to keep playing music. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so uh, I'll never stop. I will never stop creating and making music. Um, if it gets me nowhere, I will always be writing music. I'll always be recording music. And I, hopefully, I'll always be releasing music because I, mean, I just like doing it. Um, you know, God gave gave us those creative minds, and um, I want to utilize that. <laughs> you know, I, music has just been such a part of me that I don't know how some I don't I can't imagine a time in life where something goes so wrong to where I can't just go to music. Because yeah. um, I mean, it's just such a powerful medium of art, and uh, and so I'll always be doing music. But then goals, and I think places I'm trying to reach is. Um, playing live music playing with other people you know i don't i don't need the uh, i don't need to be at the center of the stage singing all my songs like i love playing other people's songs i just i I like playing my guitar i like playing music playing live it's fun um and playing with other people that's that's where my heart is at getting out and playing with other people because with that you make a lot of connections and not only that it's a it's an opportunity to share the gospel and so if i'm playing with if I get asked by a band that isn't necessarily, you know, a Christian band or doesn't even have any Christian influences, um, I mean, that's the perfect opportunity to just go, hey, man, and, and maybe I can expose them to some of my music and it can just get the ball rolling, being able to share the gospel, part of the Great Commission. You know, it's, it's on my heart. I want to share. I want to share the gospel. I want to and uh, share music at the same time, play with other people, play live music. And if somehow... I can manage to make a make a living by for myself by that and support myself through that. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, but the goal is play music, play live, no matter how big or how small. And I like doing it. Oh, for sure, man. Man, I think if anyone likes, you know, uh, Southern rock, rock really at all, man, I think that they should definitely give your your music a a taste. Uh, I think that you you nail it down. Dark Horse Rider is my favorite. So I listen to that, man. I'm just driving down the road and I'll just, I'll just play it. And so I think that you're going places, man. I think that you got a good thing going on here and I want to continue to support you and I want others to continue to support you. And uh, man, you're just now getting into your journey. And so keep it up. I will. <laughs> um, you got an upcoming song coming out. Yes. What's that about? It's uh, but I gotta get out and ride. <laughs> you know? That's uh, that might that may be the song title. I haven't landed on it yet, but uh, can't sit still. Um, you know, God created this world around us, and I have got to get out and see it. Um, and so that's part of what this song is about. You know, just being able to. It's going. It's a. It's following a journey from San Antonio, Texas, up to Lynchburg, Virginia. I mean. It's a, it's quite the drive. I think it's like a twenty five hour drive because I, I know because I've done it. But uh, okay, um, but I mean, heck, just even in that, just driving and sitting in the car, your legs may cramp up, but I don't know. I love it. Just being able to get out and the views and see and seeing just God's world around you. Uh, that's a uh, that's a, I don't know. It's just what I, it's just what I got to do in life. I cannot sit still, and so I was. It's such a part of me. I just was like, well, I got to write a song about it. And so I just wrote a song about getting on the road, traveling, driving around, meeting people, 
um, going in places, seeing places, and uh, enjoying life around you. I mean, that's really what it is, is just taking in life around you and uh, trying to make the best of every opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, looking forward to hearing that song. And uh, so what is the best way for people to support you and your music? How can we keep up with you? Yeah, um, if you want to keep up with me, Facebook and Instagram, I'm the most active on that. And so Shepherd Heap Music, um, I do a lot of, I'll sing some covers on there. I'll do some sneak peeks of songs I'm working on. And so if you like my music and uh, want to keep up with me and just, you know, I guess, kind of the process of me making music, uh, you can get from go to Facebook or Instagram. And then just support, I mean, just listening to my music is enough support for me. And so all my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube. And uh, so if you want to listen to my music, you can find it anywhere. It's Shepherd Hebe. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my area of the internet, I guess. 